Welcome to the Business Magic Broadcast. I'm Nicole Colton, your host, and the human behind my business, Quartz & Cole. On this podcast, we share stories and support for spiritual small business owners and creative entrepreneurs who want to learn how to build, run, and grow their business ventures in a more sustainable, intuitively aligned way. Tune in to hear exclusive interviews with an eclectic mix of magical entrepreneurs who are generously sharing their valuable experiences with us. You'll also find solo episodes about my unique approach to business and marketing that prioritizes having conversations, making connections, and building communities. I'll also talk about the natural cycles and stellar systems I've tapped into on my own entrepreneurial journey. I'm so excited to share what I've learned along the way and show you how to build a business that works for you. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm joined by Krista Mitchell from Made With Love. Krista is a West Virginia born and raised artisan. She's a gardener, volunteer at the Pantry Plus More, a wife and mother who's driven by her desire to help people. Whether it's through her skincare business or her work serving the community, Krista is working to fulfill her purpose through helping those in need. Thank you for coming on the show today, Krista. Thank you. It's good to be here. Why don't you go ahead and start us off just talking a little bit about your business and how things got started? Okay. Well, I got interested in making skincare products when I was introduced to essential oils. And the more I learned about essential oils and the more I was exposed to them, the more I saw um, some unsafe recommendations or overuse of, of those volatile ex- wonderful, beautiful essential oils. But just because they're natural doesn't mean that they're safe or they're always used safely. And so I really started researching essential oils, what, you know, how to use them safely, how, how to use them in your everyday life, should you use them in your everyday life. And I enrolled myself in an online aromatherapy course. And through that course, I learned about you know, the constituents and how to use them safely. But I also then got exposed to how to make them, you know, how to make, make products using essential oils. That was all part of the course. And the more in, in depth I came with, or became with learning about those oils, the more I realized that we're missing a whole, whole part of the plant by not using the whole herb and more of infusions instead of just the isolates, which are found in the essential oils. So I reached out to my friend, Melita Mullahan from Zen From Within and had conversations with her about herbs as she's an herbalist Mm -hmm. and what's the best thing to use for skin and really just picked her brain. And she just validated the notion that, you're better off using the whole plant for therapeutic purposes as opposed to the essential oils. So I started making, I really started just making products for family for Christmas and the family and friends liked it. And so I thought, well, let's see, let's see if I can make a business out of this. And, and that's what I did. Awesome. So how have things changed since then? Well, I'm focusing more on the herbal side of things. I've gotten more complex with my formulations as I've learned 
about, you know, different ingredients to use and, and how to use them. I've spent a lot of time researching and educating myself on natural cosmetic formulation. I'm leaning more towards plant-based product creation. So although some of uh, my my main products now use beeswax, you know, from here on out, I'll be forming, I'll be formulating with vegan waxes to make the products vegan. That's amazing. That is so important. I think that's something that's really overlooked in the handmade, handcrafted artisan skincare industry. And you've obviously done a ton of research and gained a lot of insight about essential oils and how to kind of go around that and use your infusions. Can you share a little bit about the process of making your infusions or kind of what goes into that process? Yes. I grow um, as many herbs as I can and we grow them. We dry them. We, I grind, I grind them and then I infuse them into oils And the oils extract the wonderful botanical constituents that help soothe, calm, and nourish our skin. And so I use those oils in in almost almost all of my products. Mm -hmm. I think the cocoa butter lotion bar is the only one that doesn't have an herbal infusion in it. That's also the only product that is still sold in its original form from when I very first made it. It's just simple, easy, and effective. So, yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. That's where I'm going with that one. Yeah, Yeah. Keep it simple. Let it be easy, right? So are you working on anything exciting right now? I am working on a full line of facial care products. So these will be herbal, plant-based skincare. It will be naturally derived ingredients. Back to the nourishing your skin, you're basically, my goal is to help you feed your skin with the the nutrients that it's not getting when you're from your diet or from what you're eating. My goal with these, with this facial line is, you know, I think so often we look at the shelves and we see, oh, you have this line for anti-aging and you have this line for acneic skin and you have this line for sensitive skin. I've spent so much time researching the ingredients and have found that there are ingredients that can be used for all three of those skin types collectively in one product, which reduces the amount of of materials we're using and plastic we're consuming. So my goal is to make it be something that can be used for all different skin types and really honestly from anybody from age 70 to 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gentle enough for both, but effective, you know, for older skin types as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to get that in testers hands. So we'll see if it performs the way in which I hope it does. Your stuff is even so natural. You're comfortable recommending several of the products to use on babies for diaper rash and eczema Mm -hmm. and skin conditions that, you know, could use a little bit of extra moisture and things like that. And that's the benefit of also not using a a whole bunch of essential oils in my products. When I do use essential oils, I use it at a 1% dilution, which is, is pretty low, except for the bug off balm has to be a little more than that to be effective to keep bugs away. But any like the magic skin potion or the lotion bars that I try to use more of the herbs to create some fragrance, you know, that pleasing mm-hmm. fragrance that we all want to have as opposed to using a whole bunch of essential oils. So my essential oils 
when I use them in products, it helps to mask some of the natural scents you get from the butters and oils, which can often be very strong or earthy. Mm-hmm. So it just, it helps to offset that, that, that factor, but it's not, there's not enough in there to get that therapeutic value from essential oils, because I want you to get the therapeutic value from the whole plant herbs and the herbal infusions. Yeah, from the actual quality ingredients mm-hmm. that are in it, instead of just something to mask a smell, just yes. as a, essential oils are essentially being used for a vanity characteristic of a product, not necessarily a beneficial one. Yeah. And I think that's really what helps my product stand out too. I'm not a bath and body works, you know, substitute. I am creating products that help fulfill a need and purpose for somebody's skin. You know, when somebody, when I first started and I had chats with folks and they would say, well, I'm really sensitive to fragrance or I can't use this. Or I took that into consideration and I started developing products that would work for them. So I, I really, I really want to be able to offer something for those who can't, can't find things somewhere else. Sometimes, you know, like with sensitive skin or allergies or whatnot. Yeah. Sometimes even just the overwhelm from smells can, you know, be very mm-hmm. offensive to people and triggering for, you know, highly sensitive people who, you know, just can't be around something really fragrant. It's also not always safe to put that on your skin every single day. If it's not used properly, essential oils can, can uh, cause sensitization. If somebody puts it in and they don't, they aren't trained and don't know what they're doing that can cause phototoxicity. I mean, there are, there are things that have to be considered with essential oils. And that's why I use them at very low levels just to help with, you know, some of the aromatherapy aspects of that I'd like to have in my products mm-hmm. that the herbs don't give you all of that, you know, Yeah. but it's, it's not necessarily good to use them every single day for all reasons. And that's what I, that's why I started learning about them in the first place. Cause I felt like, wait a minute, are they really good to be using all the time? Yeah. And your skin is an organ mm-hmm. and everything you put on your skin, your kidneys and your liver have to process to, to help flush that from your yeah. body and process it too. And it can really tax those organs mm-hmm. to have to add that onto everything else, the natural pollutants that are just in the air, like adding that to everything else. And if we're not drinking enough water to help those organs do their job, you know, Mm -hmm. adding things like oils and stuff like that can essential oils can really make it work harder Mm -hmm. than it has to. They do fill a purpose and they are lovely and beautiful, but they just like everything else, they should be used in moderation. They should be used with those who are, you know, have some form of training or education to keep you safe. The facial line that I'm working on will not have essential oils in it. It'll use the herbal infusions and the plants. It'll have some extracts that have some lovely fragrance, like a green tea extract, which is naturally lovely and, and fragrant or a or a plum extract, you know, so they serve your skin and are very beneficial, but if they're not quite as volatile as, as essential oils can be. That sounds really interesting. It's neat to know that you can still get that fragrance without having to add that. I was excited to to learn that too. (laughs) (laughs) Good. 
So where do you hope to be with your business in the future? Like what's, what's the big dream look like? My goal is, is to be able to build this, this business, which I'm passionate about and love in order to help support my family and the goals that I have with regard to my community service. You know, I'm, I'm on a mission to try to control my own time as much as I can be on my time for my kids and myself. So I want to try to, I want to try to do it together because I have some goals for, for my community service and my volunteering that I, that I like to do. And I don't want anything to step in the way of that. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about community service work you do? Sure. Uh, Two years ago, I joined the board of the Pantry Plus More, which is a food pantry in Morgantown. We, we, our mission is to try to end childhood hunger. So we focus on providing food and hygiene products to Montegalia County school kids. When I joined the organization, I brought clothing and shoes to the mix. We started doing, we, we would collect used clothing and sort it and redistribute it to the community through our monthly food giveaway and through the school systems. When COVID hit, that all changed. And so now, for the better, because good things do come out of unexpected changes, uh, we've been able to secure grant funding, and we now have a budget for new and for new clothing and shoes. So I lead that project and I can't tell you how awesome it feels to be able to give these kids new clothes and new shoes. I would love it even more if they could come pick it out themselves. And I'm still trying to figure out how to work that into the program. But for now, I work with the school social workers and they put in requests for clothing from their most vulnerable students. And I fulfill those requests with new clothing and shoes. And it's uh, it's a great, great organization to be to be working with. That's amazing. That's such a volatile thing to be able to help in the community to impact generations to come and, you know, really getting to those kids who need that help to get through the day at school and feel more confident and break cycles and Mm -hmm. make change. And that's we say the path to the path to ending poverty is through education. And if they're not worried about where their next meal is coming from and they're more comfortable in the clothing that they're that is seen from their peers, because, you know, when a child is hungry, no one can see that. Mm-hmm. But when they have clothes that don't make them feel their best, that can be seen. Or even being bullied. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, preventing yeah. people from making fun of them. If you're self-conscious about that, you're, you're not going to be focused on this, on your education and your schoolwork and your homework. You're going to be doing everything you can to try to avoid being bullied. Mm -hmm. And that's no way kids shouldn't have to deal with that. That's Mm -hmm. same with the hygiene products, being able to offer hygiene products is pretty awesome too. It is. It's awesome. That is, that's such a great service that you're, you're helping promote more places really need have more people like you to help, help distribute that stuff. So with your community service and over the last more than four years in business, almost four, November will be four. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. What's, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened or maybe like the coolest thing that's ever happened in your business. 
when my daughter is 10 now, and when she was seven, she decided she wanted to make her own lip balms. So we created her her own formula, and I included her in the process of, you know, testing it, and it failed. (laughs) And we tested it again, and it failed again. And we tested it again, and we got it right. And she, we, we together created her pink lemonade lip gloss and we got cute little containers and, and she, I would help her, you know, with it with, because you have to weigh the ingredients out and whatnot. I'd help her with it, but she would fill the containers herself and and package them herself. And we, she went with me and, and sold them at, at craft shows. And one event that we went to was at a little gift shop on high street and the owner, it was toward the end of the event and the owner came over and talked to her after, you know, before everything closed down. And she said, you know, if you don't sell all of your lip balms, I'd I'd really like to purchase them and at a wholesale price and sell them in, in my store. And I, I told Amy at the time, the owner, I said that this this is going to have to happen between you and Ariana. This is, this is her thing. So she spoke directly to her and Amy threw out a price like, well, I'd like to give you, you know, $2 for these or $2.50 for these or something like that. And Ariana said, well, I think that sounds good, but I'd really like to get $3 for this one and $2.50 for this one. (laughs) And, And Amy looked at me and I just, (laughs) I shrugged my shoulders and smiled and she said, well, okay. And so here she is seven years old negotiating her first wholesale account. So that was, that was very cool. And although she didn't really, I mean, she's gone in and out of it. You know, she makes, she made some products last year because she was trying to save up money to get a dog. And now she's into, you know, makeup videos and making her own videos and, and I just, in all of her, because she's so natural and awesome behind the camera. So I've asked her to start helping me do videos because I'm not completely comfortable <laughs> with that at this point. Um, so she, she's going to start, you know, once we get these uh, facial products up and running, because they are formulated for her skin type as well, she's going to start doing videos for me. So it's been pretty, pretty cool to watch how she's kind of you know, obviously learned a lot. I mean, this is science and math and business and all kinds of wonderful things. Not that I forced it on her, but it's, it's fun to watch her go in and out of interest with it as she grows and matures. Like how lucky to have that, have teachable moments that are so beneficial and teach her life skills. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many times where she's been down on herself because something didn't work out how she wanted it to. And I always refer back to this business. Don't you remember when, you know, when you and I, or when mommy makes products and I I try it and I fail and I have to reevaluate and change things and do it again. I mean, that is a consistent, a consistent, you know, process with this is that you try and you fail and you change and you try again and you fail and you change until you get it. So it's been, it's been good for her to learn that everybody fails. It's what you do afterwards that really matters. Yeah. Everyone still needs to learn that. Sometimes. Yes. It's not easy. I mean, no. who wants to fail? No, but it's what you get out of it. That's important. Absolutely. And if all you ever do is succeed on the first try, then what are you really learning in your life? 
I couldn't have said it better. That was, yeah, dead on. But wait, did she get the dog? Did she save she enough money to get, get the, the dog? Well, not quite enough money, but she did contribute. So yeah, <laughs> we did get our little rosy girl. I think that like teaching kids about finance and money is so important because so many kids aren't involved in the finance or they're so involved that they take on the responsibility of finance in some households. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the kids who benefit from the pantry plus more have had a lot of learning about finance and stuff like that. So even, you know, to have that exposure to running a small business and starting from the beginning and developing it mm-hmm. to the point where you have regular wholesale orders, your products are actually available in multiple locations now, right? Yes. So in Morgantown, I have products at the plant cult and at blue and gold graphics. And then, um, Pretty soon, there's a new store opening in Granville called the J.Q. Dickerson Appalachian Mercantile General Store <laughs> and Gifts or something like that. I'm sorry. I can't remember exactly what it is. But yeah, so I will have products sold there as well, which is going to be a really neat store. I'm super excited. It's going to be a cafe and and gift shop with locally made products. That sounds exciting. I can't wait to go check that out. I love the plant cult. And I think that's such a good combination of having these plant-based products in a plant shop. That's really smart. Yeah. Thank you. As soon as I saw their announcement that they were opening up, I sent them a message and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Are you interested? And, And they jumped right on board. And I'm pretty sure, I think I may have been the first wholesaler they had when they opened that store up. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. Great stuff. So And looking back at everything that's happened, what would you say to yourself at the beginning of this journey after learning everything you know now? Focus on, you know, your community, your network, instead of being so focused on the outside world and websites and social media, it can get super overwhelming. And I wish I would have put more emphasis into just focusing locally before spending time building a website that I ended up taking down because it became too much for me. I don't know why I thought it was necessary for people outside of Morgantown to have access right away, but that's where I was. And I wished that I wished I would have just stayed within my, my area and my network first. I feel like I wasted energy too soon, you know, spent put those priorities first when really shouldn't have been at that level. When trying to focus on something so big, like having a website and having national or international presence on on the internet is like, that's a quick recipe for burnout. That's what happened. Yeah. I got too overwhelmed. And, and so we pulled that down and I still don't have a website at this point. That is a goal for the future, but for right now I'm, I'm trying to focus on, my local retail outlets that are supporting my products and, and getting people to go to those spaces. It helps their business because you're supporting another small business and it helps me too at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's a win-win. Yeah. You have such a hands-on product. It's really impactful for people to actually be able to smell and look at it and, you know, get an idea of what they're getting. Sometimes it's hard to translate fragrances and different things, natural fragrances and things Mm -hmm. like that, that you buy online. And then you can 
invest in a product that you don't like yes or you don't want to use because and then you can't turn it return it yes so it's it's good to have that personal connection you also focus a lot of your energy on friends and customers through private facebook group i do i i need to spend more time in that group <laughs> but i do have a vip group that People who were interested in, you know, staying in touch with what I'm doing or were interested in testing products for me, they have joined that group on their own and they, they go there to talk about what they like and share what they like. I even welcome them to share what they don't like, although I haven't had much of that, but I welcome that because that's the only way I'm going to, you know, improve my products. You know, this business makes me feel very vulnerable because I've spent so much time and effort and I'm literally making this with my own hands, you know? Mm -hmm. So it feels a little vulnerable and raw, you know, but I do need to know, understand not everybody is going to like it. Not everybody is going, it's not going to work for everybody. That's just how life is. So I welcome the constructive criticism and the accolades the same, although at this level, the accolades are more than the <laughs> criticism, which is is good at this point. But um, I just I just want to make products that help people with their skin concerns. It's something that they can't get from somewhere else, or provide them with a product where they know what's in it, or they can read the ingredients on the label. And if not, they can reach out to me and I'll tell them what <laughs> what it is. You know, but yeah. Having that close connection and being able to have an actual conversation with the person making something that you use potentially every day or twice a day or multiple times a day. And mm-hmm. like your lotion bars, those are great for people who do pottery mm-hmm. or, you know, anyone in the healthcare industry who has to wash their hands all the time, anything like that. So, I mean, that's, that's really great to have that connection with your community in such an intimate, easily accessible way. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's the benefit of using small batch ingredients is that you get a a person, you know, that you can talk to, or, you know, and even in some cases, somebody's reached out and I've made a customized product for them because they really like this, but there's maybe an ingredient in there they can't use. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to make an adjustment, you know, to still help them along that way. So I think that's the benefit you get of having a local maker, you know, make your skincare. Yeah, absolutely. So you make a variety of skincare products, but if you had to pick one, which one would you say is your favorite? Magic Skin Potion is the one product that still amazes me. You know, I, I created that product because my son had a wound on his forehead that wouldn't heal. He kept breaking it back open when he was wrestling with his dad and stuff. And I whipped that calendula salve up one Friday night. And by Monday, (laughs) that wound was completely like scab was gone and everything. And I was floored and I I could not believe it. And, and so I I was like, we got to I've got to make this. Does this really work like this for everybody? You know, I, I knew that calendula was a magical herb. It's been used for centuries for medicinal uses, both internal and external. 
But just because you read it on the internet doesn't always mean it's true. So I was pleasantly surprised by that, that product. And it's still my number one seller. It's the product I get the most feedback on because it's helping people with skin conditions that dermatologists, you know, prescribed products are not helping with. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That that's why those are the people that I'm, I'm, I want to reach. Yeah. I know I um, personally have really great experience from that. I even bought a giant container of it when I was pregnant to use on my stomach for my skin to help with like stretch marks and stuff. And I didn't get any stretch marks That's at awesome. all from, from uh, using that product. Cause I got pretty big. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> I should have maybe had some. Oh, I love hearing how people are using it and, and people are using it in lots of different ways. Everything from lip balm to diaper rash, you know, to the most common is that it helps to soothe the symptoms associated with eczema and to be able to do that for somebody to help relieve the itching and the inflammation with something that is natural it's like six ingredients, you know, that you can pronounce. Grow and you get can, combined. Yeah, it's, it, it's awesome to be able to be a, a pathway to provide that for somebody. Well, you even have medical professionals who use your products that recommend them to other people. That is true. That's been a nice, a nice bonus too. Yes. Like what kind of validation and feedback is it to have (laughs) an actual like physician to recommend your products and promote your business because of the natural healing properties and and its effectiveness. Mm -hmm. It's effective and it's safe. I think we all, you know, are more in tune with what we're putting in and on our bodies. And when you look at the back of a, a bottle of something, you don't always know you're Googling. What is this? What is this? So it's nice to be able to provide my community with safe, effective ingredient or products. Well, and a lot of those products too, the first ingredients, usually water and you don't use water in your products, right? So, so far I do not use water. I'm not going to say that I never will because you know, this is all a process, but what I have found the benefit of is of not using water is one, you create a nutrient dense product that just feeds the skin with all these vitamins and, and minerals and antioxidants and amino acids and all this wonderful stuff. Well, a lot, it does make it a little heavier, you know, because there's no water in it. The water is what adds the lightness factor and the hydration, which is also important. But when you're using my products, you don't need as much, a little bit goes a long way. And Instead of getting a product with, you know, 90% water, you're getting a product full of nutrient-rich butters and plant oils and, and herbal extracts. My facial line will have a skin tonic that has some plant waters in it. But as of right now, I'm not, I'm not doing emulsions or anything that would contain waters. So drink your water. Don't, don't, don't use it, it in your skincare or apply it separately. So the other reason that is it's good not to use waters is that you don't then need a, a separate preservative because anything that has water in it or has a 
plant matter in it that's high in water, like aloe, mm-hmm. uh, would require a preservative. And preservatives are not always bad. In fact, if you see anything with water in it that's not a preservative, that is bad. Because you don't want things growing in your in your products. Especially if you put your hands in it to yes. apply it or you put it directly on your mouth. I mm-hmm. mean, you get a lot of bacteria and stuff yep. from that. Yep. So what kind of like natural preservatives would you see in products that have water, maybe unnatural, that aren't safe? Well, there's lots of different the skincare industry has come a long way. So there's lots, even since I started four years ago, there's several options for natural preservatives. Now, you might not know that they're a preservative unless you look it up and see it. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of them now and natural and like emulsifiers and stuff that, that help create a more smooth unified shelf stable product. There's natural alternatives for that now too. I I'm enrolled in a organic skincare formulation course through formula Botanica. It's a school out of London and they are a wealth of knowledge and, and resources available to help me identify what the right ingredients are to use. So that's, it's been nice to, to have that course and that company to help me through. Well, in Europe too, don't they have a higher standards for a lot of their products mm-hmm. and skincare? And oh yes. Even food and food and things like that, that are the regulations are so much more strict yep. than they are in the United States. And they are. they're very hardcore about things not being tested on animals mm-hmm. and, or even like they have anything you sell in those countries has to be stability tested and, and tested that's not the case in the U S so I just, I, you know, I follow the general manufacturing policies and guidelines established through the FDA and, you know, test my products on people that I know (laughs) that will give me feedback. I've not put anything out that hasn't been tested because it's important to me that I get that feedback from people. People you trust, like you're, you said your mom My and your mom, aunt yeah. are your testers. So they're, I'm sure, brutally honest sometimes if things work or don't work. <laughs> yes. And I want that. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the feedback that you need to create something that doesn't need changed. And like you said, your skin potion is one of those things that has with so the can, test of time. So, yes. Yeah. That one hasn't been altered. Oh, I did. I say initially I started making that with fractionated coconut oil. And then I learned that a lot of people have coconut allergies and fractionated coconut oil doesn't have many nutrients in it. So I switched to high oleic acid um, sunflower oil and the high oleic acid in it helps make it more emollient and and more moisturizing for the skin, as well as, you know, is is a wonderful oil to extract the botanicals from the calendula. Awesome. So speaking of magic from your magic skin potion, what are some ways that you make your life more magical or like, how do you include magic in your everyday life? Well, I, I pray a lot. I do gardening. I meditate. I use my herbs. I think the herbs are magical getting my hands in the ground and I don't like to pull weeds, but I do like (laughs) to plant and I do like to harvest. So my mom's usually the one that does weeds because she has a incredible garden where we grow our herbs and our vegetables. 
And that is my happy place in Morgantown. I've had the benefit of visiting the garden and it is what dreams are made of. It is like, it is magical. A dream space. (laughs) It is very magical. I could spend hours there. Yeah. You could pull weeds. I (laughs) I would love to come pull weeds. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come into the studio and chat with me today about your life and your business. Can you let everyone know where they can learn more about you and get their hands on your amazing magic skin potion and find out when your new skincare line drops? Yes. So I have, you can follow me on Facebook, Made With Love. WV is my tagline or whatever you call it. It's the same for Instagram, Made With Love, WV. And you can get my products at the Plant Cult, Blue and Gold Graphics, and pretty soon Appalachian Mercantile in Morgantown. Okay. Is your VIP group open for existing customers or is that a place to shop to get, to find out when you have products? I've been posting more on social media than in that group, but I do need to refocus my time and energy into that group because it's a good, it's a good group of of people, but yes, it's open. It's open to anybody that wants to join. You can join it from my Facebook page. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much, Krista. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Magic Broadcast. Please take a second to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with me or to request an interview, sponsor an episode, or access the transcript of this show, please visit www.courtsandcole.co using the link in the episode description below. Thank you and have a magical day.